Boston College officially gets their offensive coordinator as John McNulty is hired. We're going to give our initial reactions from his opening press conference, talk about Boston College basketball's loss to UVA, and BC gets another commitment. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Happy Wednesday, everyone. We're here to talk about the offensive coordinator, and we got to hear him for the first time as Boston College announced his his new deal on Tuesday, and then at 2 p.m., they had their first press conference with him. Now, press conference, I mean Zoom. Everything Boston College is doing right now is Zoom again. But we got to, to meet John McNulty. Now, remember, John McNulty comes to Boston College with a bevy of NFL and college experience. His last stop was at Notre Dame as a tight ends coach. You know, he got to coach Michael Meyer, not the Halloween character. The Well, he's he's a nightmare to cover, but he's not a nightmare like the Halloween character. Um, Michael Meyer. And then he, you know, he coached Larry Fitzgerald. He coached, um, he was a quarterback coach for Marcus Mariota. He was the offensive coordinator in 2007 for a uh, prolific Rutgers offense. He's done it all. He's been everywhere. He's done everything. And so the big question was, what was this guy going to be like? Because, you know, he's only a positional coach right now. We didn't get a chance to really get to see and hear from him. So we got a chance to hear from him on Tuesday. And I'm going to actually play some of his quotes for you so you can hear what he had to say. It's an honor to be given this uh, this opportunity. Um, I think if you talk to anybody nationally about Coach Halfley, Coach Luca this entire coaching staff, uh, Pat's vision for this program and um, where it's headed, uh, there's a lot of positive momentum. There's a lot of positive vibes out there. Uh, if you just getting around the players this morning uh, at the workout, you can tell the excitement that they have for what's ahead of them. And, um, you know, for an Irish Catholic kid from Scranton, Pennsylvania, who, you know, my first uh, NFL opportunity was with Tom Coughlin in Jacksonville and Pete Mitchell and Tom McManus and the J Fund. Um, it was like BC South, Pete Carmichael. Um, you know, obviously I understand a lot about the fabric and history of this place and how special it is. So, uh, you know, this is a great opportunity, but I take it very seriously because it's also a great responsibility. And after talking to some of these players, they're very hungry to get started. And, um, you know, I couldn't be happier to be here. That was John McNulty's opening press conference remarks. Uh, what I thought was interesting that he brought up was the the reputation of Jeff Halfley. At, at another point during the press conference, he talks about turning down other offensive coordinator positions uh, that he wanted to, to fill right. And he talked about Boston College being one of those places that had everything fit those pieces, that had everything kind of fall into line. You know, there's the personality piece, and we'll talk a little bit about that when we talk to Jeff Halfley. Um, but when you listen to McNulty talk, you can hear a lot of the same euphemisms that Halfley has. It seems very like a good mix. And Halfley talked in his part of the press conference about how he had, he said he had about eight different conversations with internal and external candidates before he landed on McNulty. So this was a pretty um, extensive pick. You know, Halfley talked about how it was important for him to really take his time and make the right choice. 
And uh, we'll hear more about that in just a moment. But I thought it was interesting. If you were to talk about Boston College this last year, and, and anyone, what was the biggest issue with Boston College football? And 9 out of 10 people who actually watched the games would say, it was they had no depth at quarterback, right? There was no, You had Phil Jakovic, and then it was like a humongous drop-off. And then when Jakovic went down, Grossell struggled, and they had no one else to— repl- Like, when Grossell struggled, they couldn't figure out a way to get around that, so they didn't have any choices. I thought McNulty had a really good answer to a question about how to build that kind of depth on the roster. Here's what he said during the press conference. Not to break new—I'm not trying to— I thought it was good that we played three quarterbacks this year at Notre Dame. Really, it came down to almost two. Sometimes I got the three because of injury. But I think it's good because I think you have to involve everybody you can on your roster, especially these days in college football. Um, so if there's a role for a couple guys to do it, then we'll we'll make sure we we let a couple guys have some chances in the games. He kind of goes on as well um, in at other parts of this this conversation to say that you know that he wants to get as many guys in as possible. So, you know, I think that's so important, right? When you get a guy like Phil Dracovic, he will eat up all those starts. And he should because he's your starting quarterback. But I'm I'm interested how his vision looks when he, you know, when Notre Dame rolled out two to three quarterbacks, Boston College hasn't done that before. How are they going to utilize that? How are they going to continue to adjust at different positions? Because it's not just quarterback, right? If you know, you have your starting tight end go down and you don't have someone behind him, you're you're up up the creek, right? So he had some interesting comments, I thought, uh, about that and a real new change in philosophy. In terms of philosophy as well, you know, you can we'll get we'll get into some things here, but he also talked about different uh fronts. Like he used a lot of two back technique, uh two back schemes, excuse me, in twenty twenty one with Notre Dame. You saw a lot of that. I don't think Boston College used that all that often last year. I know they did at times, but um, he talked a lot about you know different um, packages. Uh, I think he also added that I th- and I know a lot of people have been asking about it. It sounds like it's going to be a pro scheme, but with college elements to it, which I think is a big difference from what Signetti did. Signetti seemed to do pro style, no college elements to it. Um, I'd love to see some RPO elements, especially with Phil Dracovic in there, and use some of those other like like gadgety plays with Zay Flowers. He talked about that uh, when he talked about Zay Flowers. So let's hear. This will be the last part we hear about McNulty, um, and going into the break, we'll listen to hear what his thoughts are on Zay, because I, I going you know <laughs> that was the other big issue this year was getting Zay Flowers the ball. Well, McNulty has some ideas on how he wants to do that. Well, um, he's a dynamic hard playing football loving player and it's important to him you can tell he's been in my office twice already i've been here since i don't 9 a.m and um i got to see him work out today and see uh, how he leads that group um and i've seen him plenty on crossover tape you know obviously especially in 20 when we were all acc uh and then last year as well and every time the guy was in games he made ridiculous plays that, that's what it felt like like it got to the point as we were watching uh, cutups there uh, it was like, oh, this guy again. So um, I have already told him, Jalen, like, look, I'm going to lean on you guys uh, to lead that group, and I'm going to give you X amount of opportunities. Like, to me, it's always who and then what. I mean, you have to – it's about the players. It's about speed sweeps and screens and making sure the guy touches the ball easily, you know, early 
in the games and getting into it and rely on him on third downs, rely on him in the red zone. I mean, in some ways, we're going to rise and fall on Zay in that group. Of, however else gets in, Jalen, whoever else gets in that group of, of people, and we're going to have them do a lot of the work for the quarterbacks. Uh, so, was he exciting? Eh, he was he was pretty exciting to hear him talk. Um, I like some of his ideas, but we're going to have to wait and see what he has to bring to Boston College. Now, next up, we're going to hear why Jeff Halfley hired him. We'll hear it directly from Jeff Halfley and get the full inside scoop on why Boston College picked him as the offensive coordinator. But before we do that, let's talk about our good friends at Built Bar. It's that time of the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat a healthy... Uh, protein bar they get so boring but try built bar it's a treat it's 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein but they taste so good because they have so many delicious flavors including coconut almond peanut butter brownie raspberry cookies and cream salted caramel milk brownie and many more in fact built bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors which are some of my favorites so check out built.com often to see what's new Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. This is Locked On Boston College. This is our offensive coordinator hiring special. In our first segment, you got to hear from John McNulty about his hiring. There was about 25 minutes of questions um, on that press conference. I'm, I'm not going to cut all of them. I'd bore you to tears if you had to listen to McNulty for the whole time. Not to say he's boring, but... There was a Notre Dame guy asking him about why he left Notre Dame. There was a Rutgers guy who was asking about Rutgers for some reason. Um, it, there is, you know, there's questions about recruiting that he didn't really have much of an answer for. But there's some good stuff in there. So if you want to get more from him, head to YouTube and go to the BC Athletics uh, YouTube account, and you can hear the whole um, a, a twi- uh, the whole interview and I will also have it up in our morning bulletin on uh, this morning so make sure to check that out uh, if you want to hear everything McNulty had to say but it wasn't just McNulty that spoke on Tuesday Jeff Halfley also he introduced the whole segment um, and talked about his hiring process so many people had been wondering how did he choose it Uh, and here is his answer did you have a lot of interviews actually it was um you know, I set out and I kind of made it a detailed process, Rich. Um, you know, I didn't want to rush into anything. I, I had a list of guys like most coaches would if, um, you know, if you have to, if you have to, you know, find a new coach, new coordinator. And I went through a pretty detailed process um, and I took my time. I probably talked to about seven, eight people, uh, some multiple times, spent a lot of time on Zoom, watching a lot of football asking a lot of questions, getting to know people. And I didn't want to rush it. And a lot of people were kind of on me, I think, to get it hired, get it hired. But but I wanted to take my time. And I set out with the process and I completed it. And at the end of the day, um, you know, it was an easy decision after spending the time with John. And that's kind of how I went through it. Um, You know, uh, Coach Chud helped out a lot with his offensive background. Um, So I got to give him a lot of credit for all the time that we spent the hours we spent on the film with different different people zooming and asking questions and him doing research on people and doing background checks on people so it was thorough 
and he did a phenomenal job helping guide some of those interviews. On, on some days, I was on the road recruiting and wasn't able to, to um, get to as many people as I wanted, and then I would get back with him. Um, so he did a lot of the vetting process, and um, very pleased, though, Rich, um, where we ended up. So it's interesting. You know, when you go into a coaching offensive coordinator search, many times you wonder if the coaches have like one guy and they just focus on that guy and that's it. Or maybe they have a couple guys. I mean, when you heard Notre Dame had four guys that they've been looking at for for a defensive coordinator, but we still haven't heard who they're going to go with. But he had eight. And the interesting part was it was a mix. It sounds like it's a mix of inter- internal and external candidates. And Rod Chudzinski, that's who, that's Coach Chud, is who he refers to him as. That's Halfley's special assistant. Um, was integral in the whole process. It sounds like he ran interviews. He did all the background stuff for for Halfley. Now, why does that sound so interesting? Well, because Chudzinski was one of the names that many people, myself included, had bounced as a possible offensive coordinator candidate. And it doesn't even sound like he might have even been a candidate. Maybe he didn't even want it. Um, because he's over there running the whole the whole process for Halfley. So he's doing all of that to help Halfley. Remember, Halfley is a defensive mind. He brought Chudzinski in to help kind of guide his offensive philosophy. Um, and that ended up with Coach John McNulty. So I thought that was a really interesting answer um, f- for that question. I think um, what impresses me the most about the various positions he's coached, uh, both in the NFL and in college football, and when you start to interview people and ask them questions about scheme, he could get really detailed about all those positions, run game and pass game, which is very rare. Some guys we talked to were really good in the pass game and then really good and had quarterback experience. Some guys were really good in the run game and had O-line experience. Um, when you talk to John, John's coached quarterbacks in the National Football League. He's coached tight ends in the National Football League. He's coached guys like Larry Fitzgerald, and he's been a wide receiver coach in the National Football League. That's really that's really rare, and it's extremely impressive. And then he's also called plays. So he's got an NFL background, but now he also has a college background. He did earlier, kind of like me. He left, went to the NFL, and then he came back. And when you watch how he's evolved, it shows. And that, to me, is really impressive. He knows what the college game's all about right now. He knows the type of schemes that we're going to play against. He basically played an ACC schedule two years ago when we all had to play in the ACC and Notre Dame was in the ACC. Um, but then he's got that background. He's developed players. He has relationships with those players and he's coached at the highest level. And, um, you know, just again, it, just such a good fit for us, for the direction that we want to go. Um, I think all that really did stand out when you talk to some of the guys that he has coached in the relationships that he's had with his players and still does have with his players. Um, and some of the players that I talked about who I coached in the league that know him, it just all that kind of stands out and it excites me. That was Jeff Halfley talking about why he hired John McNulty. And, you know, the relationships, how many times over the last two years have we heard Halfley talk about that? That is so integral into the what his core philosophy is. I think that was part of the, re, you know, obviously, as he said, the scheme is something he's going to look at, too. And, 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 the, um, and, the, really, and the career and what he's done. But to hear that, you know, he has a good relationship with Larry Fitzgerald and Marcus Mariota and all these other other players throughout college and NFL uh, stops that he's made, I think are so important to Halfley. You know, that's the kind of coaches. Like, I remember I saw someone, and I'm not I'm not shouting you out or blasting you, I promise you, that said, Joe Brady, why, who cares? Let's just get him for one year. 
Um, and, you know, Joe Brady is an excellent offensive coordinator, but does he fit what Boston College is trying to do? Even if they, they there was no chance they were going to get him, but I'm just saying, like, a guy like him that would just stay here and then leave. That's not what Halfley wants. Halfley wants coaches that develop relationships and who might, you know, settle down for a couple years and not move on so quickly. And I think that's what McNulty's going to do. I think you're going to get some good years out of McNulty and you're going to get that offensive coordinator position uh, some some stability in his scheme will hopefully address some of those things. Now, before we hit the break, there were some other comments. I'm not going to play all of them. I've played a lot of clips. As I said, I've been sick all week um, and my voice is crap, but I wanted you guys to hear some of the things they had to say because I feel like it's pretty interesting stuff. But Halfley acknowledged that the offense wasn't very good last year. Um, you haven't really heard him say that before, I don't think. He just said it wasn't very good. We have to do a lot of things different. And he sees McNulty as the guy that has the plan to do that. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, he talked about Frank Signetti leaving. You know, he wished him the best. Um, but everything that Halfley says is moving forward, right? Uh, and that's kind of how he viewed it. Like, you know, he, that we wish Frank the best. He's closer to his family, all that great stuff. Um, it was interesting just to hear him kind of say that. But... The thing with McNulty that I know many people are wondering about, and it's going to be a big giant question mark, is what is he going to do philosophically wise? You know, philosophical wise, and we didn't we didn't get an answer to that. Halfley did his usual, which was stall on that answer, and that's his that's his bread and butter, man. I mean, like if you're expecting Jeff Halfley to give anything away, he knows what a strategic advantage is, and he'll never give it to you, <laughs> because he said, you know, if you're waiting to find out what the scheme is, you're going to have to wait for the Rutgers game. Because he says that, you know, bringing in a guy like McNulty, people aren't going to be able to scheme, uh, like, film watch because they don't know what to watch for. You Do you watch Boston College from last year? Do you watch um, Do you watch McNulty's previous stops? Do you watch the NFL? Who knows? So, again, he's not going to tell you. So expect from the spring game a lot of just typical stuff. And that's usually what it is with a lot of the coaches around here anyways. But... Those of you that are, like, dying to know what he's going to change, Halfley's got to kind of put a kibosh on that, uh, as you would expect. So we'll have to wait until the 2022 season to find out what McNulty's going to do that's going to look any different. Now, in our final segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the basketball game. We'll get into a recruiting commitment that you're going to want to know about and everything in between. Bet Online has you covered this summer season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs, right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net reminds the best remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has the up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline where the game starts. So quickly, Boston College basketball lost to UVA on Tuesday, 67-55, um, as UVA exploded for 37 points in the second half. Boston College had, you know, had their chances, but a crucial uh, flagrant foul in the final couple seconds doomed Boston College. They scored pretty well. I mean, scoring 55 points against UVA is not that bad. They shot 40%, uh, but they again, they don't have shooters. Again, this is an issue that pops up in a lot of these losses is when you get guys that aren't aren't supposed to be your spot shooters shooting poorly 
you're going to lose. And they scored 24 point. They shot 24% from beyond the arc. I mean, they've they're just been miserable all year with that. Makai Ashton Lankford was held scoreless in the first half. Um, just a tough game. You know, UVA is a good defensive team, and I, I predicted BC to win this game. But I also had in the back of my mind that UVA, their defensive, um, you know, the pack-the-line defense against a, a, a program like Boston College that has just been struggling over and over again uh, in some of these games in terms of, you know, offensive flow could have been a problem. And that's exactly kind of what happened. So Boston College loses. They're going to play again in a couple days against Syracuse. Excuse me, not in a couple days, uh, next sat, uh, next Tuesday. So they get a week off. So uh, they'll have to sit on that. And then Boston College landed a commitment from uh, Cardinal Gibbons, Florida, uh, from Fort Lauderdale. Cornerback Isaiah Farris. Isaiah Farris is a class 2022, and today is the late signing period for um, college sports, uh, college football. So he will probably be the only signee for Boston College. He's a defensive back. Um, he was at Boston College this last week. I had an exclusive interview up with him. Uh, not exclusive, but I, I did talk to him and got. Um, I knew he was going to commit. So if you're a premium member, you knew about this yesterday morning. Um, he Apparently the snow didn't didn't scare him off. I, I asked him. He said, I've seen snow before. It didn't bother me. Uh, but he, he really enjoyed coming up to Boston College. Uh, this, to me, kind of strikes as one of those commitments that is – Filling in, you know, it's a late one, but it's to fill in a void of something that happened in the offseason. And it could have been Jamal Hood decommitting, or it could have been um, Sean Asbury hitting the transfer portal. So uh, either way, it's a nice get for Boston College. You know, you like getting Florida kids in here. Good speed. Uh, he'll be a good player. Uh, so he'll probably be the only one. But we'll stay tuned to bcbulletin.com for any breaking news in terms of uh, any late commitments or anything that happens. It's, you know, the late signing period at Boston College is always a dead period. I mean, I know Halfley had said that he wasn't done when it came to that early signing period. But, you know, there's only been, I think, like five or six offers going out to guys that haven't committed yet. We still have no idea what RJ Maryland's going to do. I haven't heard anything about him. I'm guessing he's not going to end up at Boston College. It just doesn't sound like that's happening. Um, he was that wide receiver from Texas that uh, committed, then decommitted. He's our, you know, Russell Maryland's kid. Um, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he'll end up here. But any news that breaks, we'll make sure to have it. On tomorrow's show, we'll have all the Boston College news and info that you need uh, to get through your day. If you have not done so already, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube right now. Go to YouTube.com. Look for a Locked On Boston College. Our page should come right up. Hit subscribe right now. Hit pause on this episode and hit subscribe. That will be a huge help for our podcast. Um, and if you do, if you like us, tell us, tell a friend or two. Uh, let them know about Lockdown Boston College. You know, I mean, this is a different episode. I played out a whole bunch of um, clips from uh, from press conference and kind of gave you my thoughts on it. We're going to do mailbags. We'll have interviews. We'll have all sorts of good stuff. I think we're going to do a mailbag on Friday this week. So if you have some, some mailbag questions that you want, Hit me up at AJBlack underscore BC on Twitter or at LockedOnBC. Make sure to make sure make sure you do that. And you can email me at BostonCollegeSI at gmail.com. This is AJ Black. Thank you all. Have a great day and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.